Hey, kid. It's pronounced Ryuk. Ryuk. Oh. Hi. Sorry for the mispronunciation. Ryuk, what exactly can I do uh, with this death note? What exactly did you have in mind? Well, it says that I can specify the manner of death. But if I can choose how they die, does that mean that I can actually control them? Every human spends the last moments of his life in the shadow of a death god. If we so desire, we can influence those moments. There are, of course, limitations. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast. Where we're not killing my dad, Mia. This is over. Ryuk fucked us. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And together, we watch Adam Wingard's Death Note. But before we get into the show... Let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? We're under the influence of Matchbook. Very close. It was, it, I, when I saw it, I was like, this yeah. is the closest we could get to we the got, movie. You know, notebook or book or whatever. He should have taken a, a matchstick to that book once he fucking picked yeah, it up. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't, uh, Light didn't learn his lesson at all. Oh, yeah. It's just showing a little fire on the label, so. And let's do the pardon pour. Hell yeah. Although, who needs a new pardon? Little Wayne? No. Uh, well, Trump might need his own pardon at some point, yeah. um, considering his fucking tax situation. But, you know, how often do uh, presidents actually have to uh, live up to their fucking, the bad things that they've done? So, this might just be for Little Wayne forever. I don't think, uh, I don't think anyone else is going to get it. Yeah, you might get in trouble again. Yeah. <laughs> It really wouldn't be past Little Wayne to get in trouble uh, at least multiple times. I mean, he's already been in prison, so fuck it. So, uh, Dad, we have our, our libations all poured out. What do you want to tell us about this movie? Since it's a little bit different than uh, what we've been doing, which, you know, spoiler alert, this is a live action movie. Yes, based on the Japanese manga of the same name, created mm-hmm. by Sugami Oba and Takishi Obata. Takashi? Takashi? Yeah. Otherwise, that was that was solid. <laughs> I'm getting better. Yeah, I mean, you can only till my of, next, you know, podcast, but whatever. Yeah, we can only engage with Japanese media so much for you to retain almost nothing. <laughs> Just no, no comment. <laughs> you're you're looking at this vlas purple penis or whatever on this fucking page, and I see you rev it up for it. Yeah. And the film is directed by Adam Wingard. Uh huh. Um, noted for. Movies such as VHS, Blair Witch, and of course the tentpole of this year, Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah, the the critically acclaimed Oscar frontrunner, Godzilla versus Kong. Are you serious? It got Oscar nomination? Oh yeah, for sure. For oh no, it Come hasn't. On, it's this year. Shut up, fucking Siri. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Siri. Every time we fucking do a podcast now, put your shit on airplane mode or something, dude. I'll just turn this bad boy off. Yeah. Damn it. Whatever. No, it's the, it's the iPod. Oh, whatever. But yeah, Adam Wingard directed this. Yeah, and it starred um, Nat Wolf mm-hmm. and William Defoe as uh, Riku, Ryuk. Ryuk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed that Margaret Qualley was in this which she was you know once upon a time in hollywood i mean lakeith stanfield needs to be mentioned lakeith stanfield is one of the most interesting actors of uh the current generation 
This was a low point for him, I'll be honest. But I love Lakeith Stanfield otherwise. And believe it or not, but there's a sequel in the works. Yeah, I saw this. I wasn't like too keen. On Supposedly, the uh, Greg Russo is uh, attached to write the screenplay. Is he one of, I'm assuming he's one of the Russo brothers. Is that what I'm supposed to take from that? I guess. I know he did, he had writing credits for uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. He Perfect. says he's going to stay, you know, truer to the original manga, but we'll. If they're keeping that wolf as light, then you're already fucking, you know, six feet under, in my opinion. Like, this movie was malpractice, but, you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to go about that, if they're going to keep the existing cast or, you know, try to redo it. And, you know, somebody new takes over or something to that effect. And then, you know, somebody else gets the notebook. Mm -hmm. That would certainly uh, open up to the possibility of having more legitimate light Yagami type of characteristics. Um, Because Nat Wolf uh, pretty much fumbled the bag. Um, But what were some fun facts you uh, figured out about this one? Well, this is a really popular um, movie, I mean, anime, or at least manga Mm -hmm. and anime series that a lot of, there was literally 10 film companies that were interested in in doing this. And at one point, Zac Efron was actually slated. Yeah, I just watched uh, an interview this morning where he's like talking about it. Uh, he was in an interview with like Richard Linklater, and some person was like, "Oh, you're you're slated slated to play this manga," and he's like, "Yeah, I love Death Note. I can't really talk about it, but yeah, I I would have much preferred to see Zac Efron because Light is supposed to be hot. Zac Efron would have been, uh, I mean, he's still white, but he would have been a decent Light, you know. And uh, I guess Shane Black at one point was scheduled to direct, and also uh, uh, Gus Van Sant. Mm-hmm was going to replace Black, and uh, eventually it got, uh, Warner Brothers had the rights, and then they sold it to Netflix, and uh, Netflix um, obviously made this movie. Uh, I guess it had like a 40 or $50 million budget. Or, Something like that, yeah, yeah. which I'm always surprised at how much money, you know, Netflix is able to throw at these movies. I mean, they're a legitimate... Uh, their bank is deep. They have like Harvard pockets. Like they're fucking. They have the the billion dollar bankroll type of thing. It's pretty insane. Yeah. And this obviously had accusations of whitewashing, which we've talked about. Which um, we've done on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my dad watch anime. Are guilty of the whitewashing of anime live action. And things. we apologize for that up front. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. And only for the simple reason is just like it's very difficult for us to you know get a stable of. Well, the thing Asian. is, Hollywood isn't fucking hiring Asian actors to the 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 level that they should. And I really would. I was gonna say this later, but I would really love like an Asian actor Wikipedia. That would be dope if yeah. I could just be like, all right, who are the young up and coming Asian actors? I need like a database. We should be doing that on the show. I need to get like a database going. But yeah. As soon as I, you know, get our website a little bit more, I mean, it's out there, but... Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> our main website is just an Asian actor Wikipedia page. We're going to have the Asian actor, uh, yeah, Wikipedia page. That that feels right. That feels very right for us to do. 
in the wake of watching this movie and understanding the the how wrong we are to do what we do and what we will yeah. unfortunately probably continue but to do. you know you know and i've stated this before i mean i can see when you watch these animes i mean the the, the characters themselves are never animated i mean sometimes they have mm-hmm. like a jinro is probably the most yes. japanese i've ever seen uh, right. a character for sure so i mean these are all animated with you know caucasian looking characters so mm-hmm. it's you just yeah. got to go by the name. Yeah. When you have Yagami as your last fucking name, you can't change that shit to Turner. That feels like a stretch. Yeah. Well, and of course, relocated to Seattle. Yeah. Shit. Bullshit. But whatever. <laughs> Did you already say what the, the Rod Tomato was? Yeah. No, I have not. No. Uh, it uh, obviously got panned pretty hard. Mm-hmm. 38% of the critics... Um, based on 74 reviews and it had a 24% rating by the audience based on 5,000. So there must be a lot of uh, death note fans fans that have really attacked this movie because on the surface, when you watch it, it's not, it's actually a really good idea for a movie. Mm -hmm. I like the premise. Of course, there's like, when you're watching it, a lot of stuff, you know, we'll probably get into it. It just doesn't make any sense in terms of they're showing things, but, there's no, like, okay, why are we seeing this? And, you know, there's no background. You have, you know, and I don't know if they, you know, made the movie with the idea that, you know, people, the fans of the, the manga would, you know, understand this or, but it seems pretty lame to, you know, just put elements of the manga in the film yeah, with no real context of why they're there. Yeah, that was always going to be a problem. Um, I completely understand why, the fans are going to knock off an extra 10% or so. Like to compare really the TV show, like I'll say this up front and I said this to you the other day. Yeah. Uh, Death Note is one of the most uh, thrilling, well written, um, really uh, incredible experience uh, psychologically. I mean, the character writing for the first half of it with uh, the original L and uh, Light is like one of the best cat and mouse. Uh, interactions at any medium I've ever seen. It's really, really good, and this movie's really, really not. So I, I think we have to kind of just jump into Letterbox Worst Reviews, yeah. and I have more half stars in this fucking category than I've ever had in any other episode, so here we fucking go. Uh, a half star by Isabella on July 8th, 2021. I'm not going to lie. I haven't even seen it, but I know it's bad. And I think we should start normalizing having strong opinions about movies we haven't seen because that's me to a T. As somebody who claims to have a lot of opinions on things. But from uh, in terms of an anime being made as a live action, it almost always fails. For sure. For sure. There's not too many instances of really... I mean, adaptation is one of the hardest things to do ever. I mean, with anything. Yeah. Because you can't capture the same feeling that you get from it originally. So I understand that, Isabella. Um Keep up your fucking strong opinions. You don't have to justify them to anybody. But Isabella, you nailed it. Yeah, you absolutely fucking <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> wow, just like really good job. That's really awesome for you, Isabella. Half a star. And she's not even going to lie. Yeah, she technically didn't have to. She nope. got it right just by fucking throwing up a... It's like when you walk away from a basketball hoop and like throw the ball over your head and it swishes. Like yeah. she got it right away. Yeah. Uh, another half star by Air Bud, et cetera, on June 23rd, 2021. I wanted to make it through this, but my skin started peeling off in the sheets about 20 seconds in. Why did they make Lamp Yagami gay? I skipped to the end. Why does he get cancer and croak? Why did they create this at all? Very good questions, uh, Airbud. 
I don't know about Lamp Yagami being gay because it seemed like he got more pussy in this movie than he ever wanted in the anime series. But what the heck? Peeling his skin's peeling off in the sheets. That's uh, pretty nightmaric, uh, nightmarish in its own right. So maybe Airbud needs to write down this script, and uh, maybe Adam Wingard can fucking you know put in his VHS three or something. It's some Airbud, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like the multiple Airbuds. Yeah, he's just a huge fan. Uh, another half star, uh, half star by Cameron Two D on June twenty second, twenty twenty one. Lakeith Stanfield, honey, you better than this. And I, I really, uh, I felt bad. I don't know where a lot of these decisions were made for Light, uh, or excuse me, for L, the character, because you know if you're if we're gonna compare it to the anime. This character, and especially the way that it ends with Lakeith Stanfield going off on a fucking rampage, uh, that just wouldn't happen uh, with this particular character, at least how he was even established in the beginning. So I just, I'm glad he got his shit back together, uh, Lakeith meaning, uh, to put up a really uh, stellar performance in um, Black Judas. So, you know, everybody uh, everybody has to get fucking the, the, the ladder. They have to climb the ladder to, to get to those Oscar roles. Uh, another half star by Mr. Balls Cut on June 10, 2021. My God, the show is so good, but this piece of shit filled with blue cum just stinks of failed abortion. No. <laughs> that I just liked the idea that blue cum was uh, just how he was going to roll with that one. <laughs> I can understand the failed abortion thing, but blue cum is in itself pretty unique. So. I mean, his name, Mr. Balls underscore cut. <laughs> Very much emphasis on the underscore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I hope, I hope blue cum, uh, I guess it probably would smell worse. It just feels like it would, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I've never seen blue cum, but. I wonder if it's something like dietary, like how much, uh, of a color change can you make your cum based on diet? Because when you eat a lot of bad (laughs) food, like if I were to eat a bag of blue Takis, like my shit would be looking like, you know, purple. Oh, so, no, the only thing that's going to come out purple is your shit. Yeah. So unless there's some form of food or something like that, I don't think I'll ever experience the blue cum. But I hope to be there one day. I hope I have a we live in a society where I can change my cum color. <laughs> <laughs> Another half star. By, a rainbow of colors. Yeah. Yeah. Pride month. That's really what we need is just the <laughs> rainbow cum. Uh, another half star by Movies and Train Studios on May 30th, 2021. Let me see. I would write Zac Efron and Billie Eilish on my death note. Overall score, 40%. Entertainment, 3. I don't really understand what he has against Billie Eilish or Zac Efron. I feel like yeah, that needs why, to be Yeah, why bring Zac into this? Or I mean, Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah, Billie Eilish is uh, really coming into her own. I mean, she just started showing her tits uh, pretty much as soon as she turned 18. So good for her. Also, I mean, she had a weird relationship with an older man, so that is in itself traumatic. But sometimes you gotta you gotta let it loose. I like after. how he breaks it down. Overall score forty percent and entertainment three. Yeah, I mean, based it, on a what one to ten scale? I think I just want more of an elaboration from Movies and Train Studios. I like the name of this user, but I I want to know why they have these opinions about these people. Uh, another half star by Ali O'Day on May eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Top five horrible things the U.S. has done to Japan Part 2. Oh, <laughs> And I've, I I want to say this is maybe even in the Part 1, but I feel like we've probably done a lot of shit to it. I think you probably need to watch a few more live action because there's some pretty bad ones out there. I mean, this one is obviously... And the, the fact of the matter is I don't know 
the anime. Yeah. So I I would recommend just watching the first like I don't even know what the first half of it is, but whenever uh, that arc comes to an end, that's like the best possible TV you could watch. Uh, another half star by BB Gunanosh. That's a weird name. On uh, May 17, 2021, it's all wrong. However, Willem Dafoe playing Ryu confirms Shinigami have monster cocks. <laughs> what the? You ever heard of that Willem Dafoe has a hog? No. I've seen some videos of like. Yeah, I've seen some videos of Willem Dafoe naked before. It's enormous. I don't think you have. It's. It, In what film? It looks like this Suntory bottle. It's very, very wide around. In about oh, so about the size of a thermos? Yeah. <laughs> it's him and Liam Neeson just have the biggest cocks you could ever imagine. And they probably have fought. I feel like they've been in a movie together, or at least they should have been. Basically, and he scares women. It. What a fucking thrill that must be to have such a big cock that you can scare a woman with it. I don't I don't know. I think that's a curse. I, I don't... I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hold it up like a billy club in the street like you're going to beat somebody. I mean, you it. just take it out and they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. This is going to end right now. What a fucking, you know, slap in the face for you to be uh, blessed with just a massive dick and then you just can't have sex, uh, sex with anybody. Yeah, but there's massive and then there's, you know... Gargantuan or something, you know, to the yeah, point of monster cock. Yeah, exactly. Mom, <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> it's growling at these women. <laughs> it it immediately brings tears. Yeah, dude. No, my, God, ah! <laughs> my dick is fun. <laughs> it's just like chomping like a dog. <laughs> we only got two more of these. Half star by Sidra on June 9th, twenty twenty one. White people are a disease. I'm just going to let that sit because that's fucking real. <laughs> yeah. And finally, one more whitewash. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my fucking Camry. That's that's in the back of my Camry. The only bumper sticker that I'll take is one that disparages white people. Uh, and then two stars by David Elrich. Elrich. That's a hard way of spelling that. On August 21st, 2017, whitewashing is never a purely aesthetic act. It's always an indication of a deeper rot. Dad, this fucking podcast is rotten to the core, but, uh, you know, just like Shinigamis, we're trying to eat through that fucking raw. We're trying to eat the apples of our uh, <laughs> apples of our eye with these spotlights here. So now that we have a better idea what the Internet's thinking. I, f- I feel dirty now. You should. I mean, of all the things that you could have felt dirty for, uh, you definitely should feel dirty for this. So this is a real uh, shame to us, I guess. That's why I wanted to watch this movie. I wanted to really dig deep into the, the reasons why we're a problem. No. Oh, fuck, I pressed the wrong button again. I'm problematic. <laughs> three, three episodes with this fucking soundboard, and I still forget where this fucking thing is. All right, Dad, what's your uh, what's your spotlights? Well, most of my spotlight shines the spotlight on the fact that there's just so many holes and unexplained, and it, it, the screenplay just has some a lot of problems. I think the rules thing is really where they got fucked up because I think they could have skirted along without introducing all these rules that were kind of plot holes at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I yeah. Mean, they, I mean, they could have just kept it to just, you know, a few things. And then, I mean, they just, uh, and I don't know if all these rules were actually part of the book. I mean, cause there's like what, 64 or how many rules were there? It has like 80, I don't know, 60 something to 80 rules, but there there are rules in the anime, but there are things that he's added his own rules to 
that he just contradicts Adam Wingard being he uh, there is some contradiction of like the the previous set fucking rules of this universe in the movie um, so it's very very confusing right because and I bring up the apple I mean I know that in the manga the, the apple is explained mm-hmm. but they just bring it into the movie and it's like why even bring the apple in other than maybe trying to give an indication that uh, Ryuk mm-hmm. is there or whatever but he doesn't seem to have any problem just appearing so I don't know why he has to you know because they would just show a bitten apple come you know rolling out and like that that was sort of signal like he's in a room type of thing but other than that I'm not sure what what the apple signified well I, I or why uh, he liked apples I guess it was not really something that was like too important in the show but I mean you have another point on here about the L's eating candy thing yeah and uh I don't know why they gave that a reasoning that he was eating it for fucking, you know, to not fall asleep or something like yeah. that. When in the show, it was just like, all right, he eats candy. Like, that's a quirky thing yeah. about him. But I feel like that should have been switched. Like, they should have explained the apples and they could have just let L eat candy. Yeah, because there was that weird, like, th- oh, sleep's important, you know, like, yeah, he puts Atari those... keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, sleep is important. And yeah, and they puts the glasses on and then they talk what are about those glasses. They have, like, fucking lights on the inside. I don't know. There's some kind of blue. I, I thought it was supposed to calm his mind or something like that. Or, mm, I don't know. A lot of that stuff. Was... And then he made some reference to insulin will, you know, keep you awake or, you know, it's like, yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a fucking couple of, uh, you know, Jolly Ranchers. Being are that, help you know, uh, diabetes is like epidemic in the United States. That means a lot of people are insomniacs, I guess. So I think that's actually probably true. I know a lot of people who have trouble sleeping. So, yeah, I, I think that could have pinned it right on the head. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, insulin is uh, we're all just eating like spikes, shit. Yeah. All the fucking time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Look at you, doctor. And one of the things, too, that sort of came to my attention is the detention room. I mean, the room gets totally trashed Mm -hmm. and there's no repercussions. No teacher ever like reprimands him later like, hey, man, you, you know, you're expelled from school after you just, you know, trash the whole detention room. He just walks away from that. No problem. I had the same exact thought because obviously he's already in there for, I guess, selling papers. I don't Well, know. he was doing homework, right? Yeah, he was yeah. like selling fucking homework, selling papers and shit like that. So that's, you know, however, you know, schools look at that type of thing. That is an expellable offense in itself. But if you fucking trash the whole goddamn thing, I guess it's probably overshadowed by the fact that that bully got decapitated. So <laughs> I think a lot of the people were probably like, you know... We're just gonna let this go because some kid just lost half of his fucking head on the sidewalk yeah. off of a freak accident. And of course, the principal has you know no sympathy for the fact that he just got his you know ass kicked, and then they happen to find some you know papers that he was you know potentially gonna sell, yeah. and that's why you know it's like I don't care a shit if you just you know got your head beat in, but you were trying to freaking cheat, so detention for you that's usually the case most people in power like that just want to keep the status quo they don't want to fix anything the bullies are of part course. of the uh the of ecosystem course. so they they can't <laughs> they can't fuck that up there's a there's a hierarchy of power which kind of gets right into my uh spotlight that i was impressed by the bullies that there was no gender bias there was no you know i'm only gonna b- bully the the boys this guy was uh you know shoving chicks fucking you know pushing dudes he was ready to go after anybody so uh, I guess that's the new wave of bullies. Somebody who is well, they had to make him look like he's the worst type of person, so they could justify you know chopping his head off. 
Yeah, I guess I guess that's the best way to do it. And I like how they bring um what was her name in the movie? Not Mia, but um the girl. What's her name in the movie? What girl? The um Light's girlfriend, the, Mia. The t- Mia. It yeah, is yeah, Mia, yeah. too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that what it is in the manga, too? It's Misa. Oh, Misa. Yeah. She's like a pop star in the fucking, in the, the anime and manga. Like, Misa is like a, a much different character than Mia ended yeah. up being. But, I mean, she's a cheerleader, and then all of a sudden you see her, like, all the other cheerleaders are, you know, doing their routine, and she just walks off smoking, smoking a, cigarette, a cigarette, you know, like, yeah, I'm the badass cheerleader. I'm a fucking cheerleader, Light. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing... <laughs> Also, like, why? I mean, I feel like there's a there's a little bit more, um, you know, cultural cachet if you're a fucking cheerleader in high school. Like, she has no friends on the cheerleading squad. She's just smoking cigarettes, just like being a loner. Like, that character was such a such a problem for me, and I'll, I'll get to her in a minute. But I wanted to bring up the 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 portrayal of police officers in this movie, and. First and foremost, the idea that when the dad said, yeah, your mom was kind of a hippie, like the idea that the hippie mom would marry a cop seems a little far fetched in its own right. Uh, But the dad was way too ready to put light or excuse me, L, a black man in a headlock, pretty much like to his death on the fucking table. It's like, threaten my son again and I'll kill you like screaming in his fucking face. Yeah. And what did I mean? What was the son's problem with the dad? Like, he sort of just didn't do anything about the guy that killed his mother? I I think he was just accusing his dad of being just like a limp dick cop. Like, oh, you're going to fucking, you know, just sit around and treat me like shit. But then you let the dude who killed our mother, like, walk away. So I think he was just trying to emasculate him. Or at least have it. That's just the angsty teen. Like, my dad is a fucking loser. Like... You know, he can't even get his dick hard now. Like, (laughs) these are the type of thoughts that a sad kid must have. Uh, But also, no cop would allow L, like I said, a fucking black guy running around with a glowing gun chasing after a white kid. Like, the the cops on this, this thing are just, they're all over the place. I feel like... They were too aggressive with him and the the other thing, and then the idea that they would just let fucking L run with a gun and nobody does anything. He's like jumping over police cars with the fucking gun in his hand, like you know. I like how he conveniently just finds light out on the street. You yeah. know, what I mean? he just starts madly driving out and just well, he's automatically like whipping like, there into he the is! fucking street, <laughs> yeah. doing like donuts and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, let let me be clear. I don't want the cops to be hurting L at all. I'm just saying it seems like they're trying to save face by having all the cops hate him, treat him like shit, and then the one time you know he has a gun, uh, it seems like they just are just letting the the plot fucking unroll right in front of. Well, them. at the end of the movie, um. You know, they basically catch him, mm-hmm. and then he shows up at the at the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, we're just like, like keep him away. Yeah. That's another thing. Like they were just like they knew this guy was out to get him, and they just didn't do anything. Yeah, well, that was their whole objective was to stop him. He was gonna, you know, he's out to kill my son. Like grab, I apprehend him, and uh, I can't remember the other part, but mm-hmm. I mean. I, he I, shows up at the end, and nobody like, oh no, we're gonna let you go. We just took your gun away. I guess I, I don't know what they did. I I wish there would have just been more general respect for L, who was uh, considerably a genius in his own fucking right. So these l- fucking loser yeah. cops. And I also find respect, right? that it was very convenient that his name was just L, for the simple fact that he was someday going to run up against a foe 
that if he had his uh, likeness and name that he could put his name in a book and kill him where he's his name is somehow hidden yeah. in this you know I just secret have to have vault a, a single fucking you know letter yeah. that's hiding my it's name like, i can never let anyone know i mean maybe that's just part of his, you know this whole group of kids that were these super detectives is that what it was which was a bizarre fucking i don't really know like how close that was to the the uh the manga and the anime and shit like that but the idea that you're being brought up as a kid to be the world's greatest detective <laughs> at the age of six yeah, like, like they, the... it sounded like they were torturing the kids and like whoever could you know uh, withstand yeah, the. Yeah, they uh, put him in a vault for like seven months. Yeah. What is this fucking like Sherlock Holmes like summer camp? Then and opened shit like it that? up. Who's alive? Oh, there's a six year old in the back. Get him. He's <laughs> yeah. he's he's good. Yeah. The the other people, all the other kids that are there, like smearing shit on the wall. They completely <laughs> lost their fucking mind. And then it's just Ellen in the background. It's like, yeah, I do know who this. Yeah, eating is. Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow unraveled a Kit Kat and he's just snacking on it. And then my other fucking uh, the spotlight to move on. Uh, Light is just the the biggest little simp bitch that I've I might have ever seen in a movie because, for one, he's he's an idiot choosing a, a fake name that directly translates to your very unique name of Light, and then also happens to be whatever killer in Japanese. Yeah, that was just stupid. That yeah. was so fucking dumb. Uh, but the 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 person who is very very clearly fucking Kira who. Every chance that he gets, he gives the weakest fucking Kubrick stare that he uh, can possibly muster up when everybody, like, you know, whenever his dad comes home and he questions him about anything, or especially in the diner scene, when he's talking to uh, Elle himself, it's like very, very clearly this dude is Kira. He's like looking at you with his fucking head down like he's a private pile in a metal jacket or whatever. He looks like he's about to kill somebody right there. But I was curious to, to know... Okay, he's accusing him of being Kira, but the fact of the matter is they are not a they're not, you know, all the deaths just happen. They're never like in, you know, they would have no way of placing them. You know, what are they going to say? Uh yeah, he has a a special book and he puts the name down and the people die. I mean, well, they didn't know anything about the book. How would they ever have tied him to any of the murders? Why would he even be scared of being caught? He mm-hmm. he has alibis for everything. I mean, and Elle is the only one who thinks he's the fucking Kira. Yeah, all of the other police force is dead. Yeah, <laughs> killed I mean, them all. He's literally not killing people within his country. He's yeah. killing people in Japan, and somehow North Korea. Yeah, just like random fucking places. Yeah, no. And this there was a kid in Seattle. He's doing it. Yeah. Well, they they planted some. Yeah, was... he planted the information so that they could somehow track. He he was giving them because he realized that if, you know, any, which I still find to be stupid in terms of the plot. But uh-huh. um, yeah, that somehow if he gave them this information, because that, that that group of people that, that in that uh, disco or wherever they were, the club, yeah. where they, they, you know, killed everybody, supposedly they were too warring factions or, or groups that mm-hmm. had been at peace forever but mm-hmm. they had somehow leaked the database of these people made it look like they were bad people and he somehow knew that it was accessed mm-hmm. you know like he gave me oh holy shit. gave the information i don't know it was something to that effect yeah it was i mean there were a lot of fucking liberties taken here dude like i i it's funny that we're talking about this movie more than any other movie just yeah, because it's so stupid i know but the idea that he would fucking show mia the death note immediately just for a little bit of pussy for like a fucking like ounce of pussy. I know. Absolute bitch move, dude. 
That, I just, I couldn't believe it how ready he was. He's like, oh, you really want to know? You yeah. really want to know what the Death Note is? It's like, grow the fuck up. Because Mia is the most toxic character I might have ever seen in any movie. She's fucking, you know, first of all, nothing makes her hornier than wanting to kill somebody, which is a huge red flag. Yes. I thought I had a red flag with the, the fucking furry shit the other day with the, the girl <laughs> with the fucking butt plug. But this is a huge fucking red flag. And the idea <laughs> that she's like on the drop of a dime. It's like, he dared us. To fucking kill, uh, you know, your dad dared us to kill him on live TV. She's pretty much goading Ma. It's like, what are you fucking, your dick is small, light? You're not going to fucking kill your dad? You're fucking loser. Oh, man. And he, and he also just runs like a little bitch. I mean, Nat Wolf, whatever character decision that was to have him stumbling around like he's fucking falling. Like he's shaggy running away from, uh, you know, a monster with the rest of the mystery crew. I, oh my God. Nat Wolf is just the, the less superior wolf brother. That's really the only thing I can take from this movie. <laughs> It's really too bad. And that sucks because he's the older one. And I always root for, uh, root for the older brothers because Troy is obviously the better brother between us. And I just don't want it to always be right. But it is. In this case, <laughs> Nat Wolf is just the non-superior fucking brother. Uh, now that I've sort of laid out my uh, takeaway from this movie, at least in my complex with Troy, what would you like to say for your takeaway or unintentional lesson? If your girlfriend wants to kill your dad, you probably want to cut off that relationship pretty quick. I mean, she insinuates that, you know, we, we need to kill your dad. And then, you know, he shows up to the uh, prom or whatever, you know, whether, you know, it's like, that's sort of a, you know, it's over. I got to be honest, dad. I might, if depending on how hot the girl is, depending on how hot the girl is, I might like, you know, if she would come over for dinner or something like that, I might like pretend to like stab you in the neck. It's like, <laughs> like I'm fucking making like things behind you just to turn her on. But I would never, I would never hurt you. I promise. You are not allowed to bring any girls to the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not every girl wants you to die personally. It's just that depending on how hot they are, there's an argument to be made that I would fake it. But, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Well, that. in this movie, she flat out wanted to, you know, it, get rid of him. It got her hot and heavy, dude, yeah. for sure. The idea of killing his dad, which feels very Freudian, but in a different way. Or Oedipal. I guess that's not really the same thing, but whatever. And I think cheerleaders secretly want to be gods. She was just like the most devious. I mean, she was like really into just killing everybody. Well, with oh. you know, like she made that website and he had brought up a pretty good point. It's like, what if you just decide to say, yeah, I'm going to put, you know, this guy up here, you know, because I think he's an asshole yeah. and, you know, claim that he's a, you know, my stepdad didn't fucking buy me a car on my 16th birthday. So I'm going to say that he raped some girl on the street. <laughs> so Kira gets him. Of course, nobody knew that this, you know, anybody has the ability to just, you know, write a name in a book, of course. But, uh -huh. but if, of all the, the high school archetypes, do you think cheerleaders would be the number one to have a God complex? Because I think obviously the school shooter type, which is the the light sort of uh, character type, archetype. is No, I wouldn't think that they would be, but I mean, in this movie, mm -hmm. That's she, she, she enjoyed her God status. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of, I, I mean, honestly, cheerleaders have been demonized for decades now, so they might as well have a fucking God, God complex as well. Uh, my takeaways was that it's pretty hard not to look like a bitch if you're falling to your death. Because that's exactly what Light looked like when he was falling off of the, uh, the, uh, the Ferris wheel. And I guess he should have known that he wasn't going to die, but he still looked pretty pathetic falling. And that, I mean, that whole fucking sequence, the idea that he would have wrote out all that, 
whole fucking scenario of the thing breaking down, the yeah. Ferris wheel, her dying, the page floating into fire. Oh my god! Yeah, I wish... there was like a hobo fire happened to be going next to a, the you know the Seattle Ferris They're wheel. They're on a pier. <laughs> There's just a trash can fire. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fucking See, crazy. I think if they do this movie, they got to make it more like, and it, there's been comparisons to Final Destination. I think it's just cooler to make the the deaths, you know, once you've, you know, committed somebody to die. And of course, if you just say by heart attack, then of course they just go over. But if you say something like they said, decapitation, that was the scene where, you know, all these events happen, the ladder the slides up. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that death should be more, you know, somehow it's, you know, happens to orchestrate like that. I guess in some ways that's the same thing, but there was just too many things already in place. You know, it just seemed yeah. like it was not spontaneous. Well, the whole fucking aspect of watery, like that whole him taking control of him for two days and. Oh, I, I, there's just so many things that I could fucking rag on. Yeah. But now, is that a rule? I can't remember what exactly, because I know. I mean, you can make people do shit, obviously, with the Death Note and the the other mediums. But I don't know specifically how close that specific rule that was used on Watery relates to everything else. Yeah, I really because there's no, you have no idea. Well, I guess sort of when the FBI agents all start, you know, committing suicide by just jumping off. But of course, you could just say commit suicide by jumping off a building and they would just for whatever reason do it yeah but it seemed like he had this whole you know the whole conditional thing bringing multiple people in um it it just seemed you know too bizarre yeah this was like a worse version of heathers because that was essentially the same sort of idea like one high school couple they're sort of one is goading the other into being a murderer but you know, Heather's was was obviously a better example of whatever this fucking you know, was. All that needed to be was you write the name and how they die. Yeah. But of course, you know, to get all these plot twists and everything, you have to make all these, you know, the ability to, you know, make people take control of them and mm-hmm. make them do their this bidding for you. I mean, the guy just wakes up, calls him on the phone. Hey, yeah, okay. I don't know who that, what his name is, but I can find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's having a perfect. He's conversation. got total mind control going on, and but and also, if he was gonna go through that, what what in the fucking mind control would just be like? All right, you're gonna go obviously all the way to here, try to get this file, and then once people are trying to knock down the door, you all of a sudden just like stop your mission and you kind of have a conversation with the people who are about to gun you down, like so many things. But the, the really what I wanted to ask uh, that wasn't really a takeaway, but more of just like a a general sort of thing that I needed to be answered. Was that if you were to use that mind control aspect of the Death Note, yeah, and you use it to say, you know, anybody, you could be like, I want to fucking, I want Florence Pugh to fly out to my house, have sex with me, and die from the strongest orgasm that she's ever had. <laughs> Can you go to prison for giving a girl an orgasm that kills her? That's kind of what I want to know, because there's a lot of opportunity. No, I wouldn't think that you would go to prison. I mean, it would probably be... But if you keep doing it, you're just like a serial, like you're a fucking black widow. Yeah, but it would have to have been the result of probably a heart attack or something. You know what I mean? They got so excited that they just, you know, their heart gave out. Because, you know, yeah, the, I mean, there's no way you die. The from a, report. You don't die from an orgasm. It looks like uh, her, her pussy fucking, you know, or shook is, like an earthquake and split her in half. Or is that part of the rule of, you know, where you can't have a death, you know, that you have to have a death that's possible? 
You, I mean, I guess uh, that has happened. People have died from orgasms before. Like, not maybe specifically ejaculation or, like, you know, vaginal orgasms or clitoral. But it, it is, I guess it would be... Death by orgasm? It's happened. I've seen it on TV. Yeah, but I mean, it would... It would probably would, be a heart attack. Yeah, I would assume that. It, people have had sex before and definitely died in the act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they just, their heart, you know, couldn't take it. They got a little too excited and... Their heart just, you know, just like anything, you know, like shoveling snow or whatever. Uh-huh. You, know, you start stressing out the heart. and I just like the idea of like an L-type figure trying to track you down. It's like we uh, have noticed uh, a series of mysterious deaths and it's it's all women who have sex with you. So I feel like you I have... find it disturbing that you definitely have this secret fantasy that you could give a woman an orgasm so hard that she would die. <laughs> You know, to be frank, I would just love to give a girl an orgasm. But... <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. I I would really love to be able to do that one day. You know, maybe if I wasn't such a, a little bitch uh, simp type like light, I would be able to hook up with a girl. But you know, that's just not in the cards for me right now. So maybe another day. But Dad, we have reached the question section of this podcast. Uh, we're not doing wheel of voices this week because that was a special occasion, and we might. I don't know, use it a different time, however we feel like it. But we do have our uh, classic three lies and a truth. So are you uh, ready to dive in? I am. All right, let's see if Erskine can pull out a quick three before we get onto the field. So, entry number one. Due to Ryuk's height and the director wanting to stay true to his character, Willem Dafoe was asked to wear and perform with stilts that raised his height to 7'5". Entry number two. Director Wingard was allowed to make certain changes to the original Death Note story, but was contractually obligated by Studio Madhouse to not make any changes to the internal rules of the Death Note. Entry number three. While filming The Blair Witch, Adam Wingard was engaged in an on-set physical uh, altercation with actor James Allen McCune, who at the time was battling with drug and alcohol addiction. And then entry number four, to prepare for this role light, or before, uh, excuse me, prepare for his role as light, Nat Wolf created his own death note and wrote a number of names, but ultimately chose to burn the book due to believing it was too bad. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? I think the first one's a lie, because I don't think Defoe did any actual, I think the only thing he had to do was facial. Mm-hmm. Um, Face capture? Yeah. You gonna lock it in? Yeah. You are correct. That was a lie. He did not uh, do that, but they did have a seven-foot actor. Yeah, they had another guy doing the the body the stuff. body motion stuff. It's sort of like uh, what um, Darth Vader didn't they do that with Vader? Where what's his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. had another guy wearing the costume. They should have just let Darth Vader be Scottish, like in the like how he should have been, or whoever that actor was was like a Scottish man. Oh, Ewan McGregor. No, 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 no. But I mean, he wasn't. I mean, I'm just saying. I think um, no, he was um, Obi Wan. Yeah, I was gonna say I was, I was like, you and I no, 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 no. I was just thinking you were trying to say that um, somehow there was a character involved that was Irish that played Darth Vader. Well, I mean, the character, the body of him, the the guy. This is fucking okay. Okay, <laughs> pick another fucking answer. Um, I don't. I think the uh, they did change some of the rules. So I don't think the second one's true either. I think they made up some rules themselves. Locking it in. Yeah. You were correct. We were down to the last two, Adam McCune, or excuse me, Adam Wingard versus James Allen McCune or Nat Wolf making his own death note. What do you think is a lie? What do you think is the truth? 
I guess however you want to go about it. I think the last one is also a lie because I, <laughs> I can't see him doing actually a death note and then burning it. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are incorrect. Oh, brother. <laughs> Nat Wolf got into method acting. He fucking opened up his own little uh, uh, notebook. He got out of Ticonderoga. And he was fucking scribbling names and shit like that. That's bullshit. He wrote Har- Harvey Weinstein. He fucking wrote, you know, uh, who was the other fucking pedophile guy? Uh, Giselle Lane. <laughs> Giselaine. Giselaine Maxwell. All those Did he people. ever reveal who he put in the in the, in the the book? Yeah. The people that I just said. Jeffrey oh, Epstein. he absolutely put those people in there? Jeffrey Epstein died the day after he did it. Come on. <laughs> Somehow he knew about Jeffrey Epstein, but he, you know, Nat Wolf saved hundreds of women. That's his 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 grand achievement from this fucking role. So, you know, put some respect on his name, I guess. Oh, good for you. <laughs> well, uh, Dad, we are we are back at the stadium. We're fucking ready to play. Were you paying attention? So, uh, I guess we're not going to get started that three off points. bad. And I think it's going to get worse. Yeah, you. Uh, you I'm looking at some of these questions yeah and uh i wasn't paying attention <laughs> yeah you keyed me into that you like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do this one this week and yeah. i'm like you're just gonna have to figure it well like out. i told you this this movie it threw me because i was like watching a regular movie and usually when i'm watching these animes and i know that the you know this segment's gonna come up i'm mm-hmm. paying attention to numbers and different things and mm-hmm. it's just threw it yeah, through me it was just the live action aspect yeah. of it you just weren't ready you weren't ready to switch it up like that no. Because we did have a, a special, you know, we had a, a larger sort of episode in play, uh, but we weren't able to do it this week. So maybe we'll do another live action on another special occasion. So, Dad, I'm going to send this over to my co-host. Joe, hit him with those horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cook. Coming to you live from scorching hot Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're anticipating a great game between the Albuquerque Meth Heads and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're XFL newcomer Patrick Vanellitator Skines, hoping to keep the winds rolling, but he'll have to outplay Albuquerque's rising defensive star, Dakota, blacked out in a Chuck E. Cheese batter shell. Back to you, Drew. All right, blacked out in a Chuck E. Cheese. It's been a while. <laughs> Did you know during the pandemic, Chuck E. Cheese had $5 large pizzas? I went there all the time. It was the fucking best. I wish they kept doing it. Are you serious? Dead serious. It was the best. It was the the only reason I didn't try to kill myself during uh, quarantine is the five dollar pizza. Five dollar pizzas. Yeah. Well, you know they had For takeout. Uh, they would just. Yeah, yeah. They were. I think they went bankrupt. Is the problem. That's why they. Uh, I think <laughs> made that decision. But you know, I hope Chuck E. Cheese uh, is gonna let Dakota Battershell back in if he fucking puts her ass on the ground. So question number one: What chapter was the homework that got light detention? Uh, was it A? Chapter 3, B, Chapter 5, C, Chapter 8, or D, Chapter 11. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with C. C? Yeah. All righty. Back to you, Joe. Drew, it comes as no surprise that Erskine's gotten himself into trouble again, but to no fault of his own, because according to my broadcast team, Patrick was held up at gunpoint last night by what he described to the police as a couple of pockmarked, shaggy-headed drug addicts. While we aren't sure what was stolen, let's see if Vanilla Tain was able to keep his composure for this tough, tough matchup. Erskine takes a snap. Quick drop and a pump fake. Now he's going to go deep on the first play. And it's a laser. Boniface busted at a parking meter with claw, leaving his defender in the dust for a huge first down, Vipers. 
All right. Boniface busted on a parking meter with claw. Coming through uh, with that sweet, sweet catch. Good for you yeah. for guessing that yeah, one. Yeah, that was schoolyard right there. It really was. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What is rule 64 of the death note? Is it A, a subject can be influenced for no more than two days leading up to his death or to death. Uh, B, each page of the note contains the power of the whole note. C, each death must be physically possible. Or D, one must know the face of the person whose name is written down for there to be an effect. I'm going to say, because I think, I would think that the C and D would have to be early on rules, because those are pretty much important. Um, Each page of the note contains the power of the whole note. I'm going to say B. B? Alrighty, Joe, what's going on? Drew, the Vipers are lined up in there, pimped my adopted son for some crystal package. <laughs> <laughs> Erskine hikes it. Fake pitch to the left and a whole roll right. Now he's going to take a shot downfield. And he's going to post mid deep. Prentice published the Brony Manifesto Cinnabar with the catch at full speed. And no one's going to stop him. Touchdown, Vipers. Damn, Prentice published the Brony Manifesto Cinnabar. Really wow. coming through for you. I can't believe I just underestimated my own ability. I feel like you do this a lot where you like say like I'm gonna fucking beef it this week and then you completely guess off your ass and you're able to I have it done out. this before, so I, I did hold out hope, but <laughs> a little bit of that Erskine hey, magic. Yeah. Well, you you got the magic flowing in uh, Albuquerque, you know, getting roughed up by a couple of shaggy hated meth heads probably uh probably got you your your, your blood pumping. So uh question number three, heading into halftime. What is Light's house number? Is it A, 1017, B, 1202, C, 0961, or D, 2177? I'm going to go with A. A? Alrighty, Joe. What's going to happen before halftime? Drew! The end of the first half is upon us, and the Vipers are lined up in their ding-dong ditch, the Breaking Bad house package. Erskine takes a snap. Hand off the juicy thighs, but now we'll toss it back for a flea flicker, and Patrick's gonna go for it all! It's caught! Quashon stole my ex's kidney, Vogelsang, <laughs> making a fool out of the smaller defender, and that's another touchdown, Vipers! Wow. You just went up 14 to 3. <laughs> Unbelievable. All guessing. Holy fuck. This is fucking crazy. You're gonna have to, uh, I guess, keep drinking whatever kind of secret sauce you got in your, uh, your water bottle there, but. Uh, you know, Joe's got to run down from the uh, the booth, ask you a couple questions. Uh, Patrick, what did the drug addict steal from you the other night? Well, yeah, maybe that's why I'm playing so good, because they stole everything I had, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink. I, I don't know what you mean by that, Patrick, but apparently... Well, we're, we're not going to go into details, but let's just say I'm feeling fresh today. Okay, um... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's very cagey of you, but, you know, good first half. Once Look. I lost my package, I uh, decided to call it an early night. Did they steal your dick? <laughs> your package? Oh, no. That you, that that was fully protected now. What do you say? You had a fucking bag of Coke on you or something? <laughs> <laughs> they stole something from me. Why would else do that, you know? I don't carry cash on me. All right. Well, I guess you got your package stolen. I don't need cash. 
I get all my drinks paid for me. Damn, dude. What a fucking life for Earth guy. Yeah. You just live the best. You're living really pretty much everything that everyone in your country is hoping for. You're the immigrant dream when they say the American dream. So good for you. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm a rock star. <laughs> I'm a rock star in Slovenia. <laughs> I get all the fucking bitches, dude. All right. <laughs> Second half, question number four. I don't even know what you meant by that. I really want to know what you mean by your package. But what is the subject of the textbook that slammed on Light's desk during detention? Is it A, biology, B, chemistry, C, history, or D, calculus? Well, considering the calculus book played a big part in the uh, in the movie, I'm going to say calculus. All righty, Joe, back to you. Drew, we're fresh out of halftime, and it doesn't seem like the Vipers have made any meaningful adjustments because Erskine is looking gun-shy out there, and now the meth heads are going to get another chance to put some points on the board. So uh, that was just a punt. So n- nothing, nothing there. It was, was it? Uh, it was C. It was history. Bah. Yeah. A lot of white people don't know their history. That's why they were fucking slamming down the history book. Uh, but question number five, what are the last four digits of Light's burner phone to Watari? Is it A, 0088, B, 1066, C, 3592, or D, 2277? I'm going to say A. A? Alrighty, Joe. Let's hear it. Drew, the fourth quarter is upon us and the Vipers are lined up in there. I'm the one who knocks package. Erskine hikes it. Pitch to Juicy Thighs. But look at this. Juicy Thighs, Ricardo is going to throw. And the Vipers are going to regret this because Ricardo's going the way off and the ball is intercepted. Fettuccini, <laughs> shit like a bunny heart sill. With the pick off the surprise pass and he's going to go all the way back for a late game pick six. So uh, it's 10 yeah, to Yeah, wasn't my fault. Yeah, I guess that was sort of uh, juicy, juicy thighs. thighs. That was just on the fucking offensive coordinator. He knew That's juicy thighs. That's the thing. Never take the ball out of Erskine's hands. Pretty much, dude. You're you're fucking incredible. <laughs> I really can't believe it. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's fucking see if you can walk out of here a winner or you're going to be disappointed in yourself. So it's question number six. Who is the author of the calculus textbook used to hide a page of the death note? Is it A, Mary T. Williams? B, Paul R. Donovan, C. Terry H. Crookshank, or D. John C. Hawking? I'm going to say B. Paul R. Donovan. Alrighty. Joe, how's this game going to end? Drew, this is the final drive in regulation. The Vipers are lined up in there. Yeah, bitch! Magnets! Package. Just quoting Breaking Bad at this point. <laughs> Albuquerque, you know. Uh, Erskine takes a snap. Play action. The line is breaking down. He's going to have to make a move. And now Petra's going to go for the score. But Vanilla Tate's denied and the ball is intercepted. Dakota blacked out in a Chuck E. Cheese batter shell. Making the superstar pick in the end zone. And the Vipers are going to lose this one as he goes back for a pick six. That's Holy incredible. fuck. Well... You- it's good as the first half went, the second half went to shit. Yeah, after you got a little fucking braggadocious and the 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 whatever you said about what not getting your shit stolen, you got wow. your fucking Wait shit stolen. Wait a minute, stolen. was I? I thought you said I was running, and then all of a sudden I got intercepted. Uh, like you were on, you were rolling out. He's uh. gonna have to make a move now. He's gonna have to go for the score. You know, I I it's hard for me to read and also perform. So, Dad, fucking what, uh, chill. What was the name? Daddy, chill. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hawking. It was D. Oh, damn it. Yeah, you were uh, you put up a pretty respectable uh, game though. I mean, yeah, it was a good first half. 
Well, ran out of steam. This but, is, you know, like I said, don't take the ball in my hand. That that could have, you know, made us lose right there. Yeah, that was really on Ricardo. I would put that on juicy thighs more than anything. Yeah. And that's maybe something that he's going to have to live up to. Um, excuse me. But hey, we uh, we got to cool down. I mean, this game took a lot out of us. It's our first loss in a couple of weeks. So, you know, we're really hitting the ice bath, drinking a little more of this wine Gatorade. But we are trying to loosen up, play a little. Would you rather? You ready? Yep. All right. Would you rather have an apples only diet or the L diet, which is essentially I'm going to say you get three to four hours of sleep a night and you can only eat candy. And then with the other one, anything that's an Apple product, uh, you know, not fucking you're not eating uh, iPhones and shit like that. But um, <laughs> apples, anything, apple juice, fucking, you know, you you have a. Uh, the bevy of apple choices. And I'm also going to say because it's the Shinigami, uh, Shinigami diet, I think you sleep even less. I think it's only going to be two hours versus three to four. I, I thought you said no sleep eating candy. Yeah, for L's diet. Oh. But with the Shinigami, I don't think they sleep. So I'm going to say you only get like two hours of sleep a night. You're on that fucking Van Gogh shit. Or I don't know, Michelangelo. Somebody like that just barely slept. They would always take like two hour naps throughout the whole day, 24 hours. Well, I believe that eating candy and no sleep is just a recipe for a disaster. Not only that is, well, now in terms of the apple diet, as long as apples are in the food. Um, well, what are you thinking? Like pie? I don't know. Or are you just saying it's strictly made of apples? I'm going to have to say it's primarily apples. It's not like you can have like an apple fucking top salad or shit like that. Like it, it has to be primarily. I mean, I'll say apple pie is the exception or like apple cobbler or something like that. But if it's like 90% of the dish, it's uh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, either one's going to pretty much lead to your demise. So I'm just going to You'll go. get the pancreatic uh, cancer that fucking Steve Jobs got pretty much. Yeah, I know. For the, the apple one. Fruit diet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with apples, though. I can't eat all that candy. That'd be sick. Yeah, I wonder if... I wonder if you can just eat a low amount of calories and you can still make that work. Or just, I feel like the amount of apples that you would need to eat... I think I'm going to have to put a cap. You have to at least 2,000 calories a day. So 2,000 calories worth of apple stuff versus 2,000 calories of candy. I'll probably still go with the apples. That just feels like... I would just have to happen. Like you're I couldn't last a lot longer on apples than you are on candy. Yeah. Plus, you're not getting sleep. It's well proven that you need sleep. Yeah. As would the you movie get even less sleep on uh, the apple diet? What? I thought you said no because the shinigami thing. You keep forgetting that you get fucking one to two hours eating only apples, and you get. I'm gonna even bump it up to five to six if you get to eat candy. So that's the real swing. <laughs> <laughs> No sleep, eating apples all day, or you get to whatever. Eat. It's a horror story for either one. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with the the apple thing just for now, uh, just because you know I, I I'm not a really big candy guy. You like candies though. You're into sweet shit. No, not really. Well, you get chocolate. Mm, not even chocolate. chocolate. Like you, uh, what what are those fucking? Uh, I don't know. You have some like cookies or something that are super sweet. That you oh the cream pie stuff. Yeah, oatmeal cream yeah, pie. I don't do that very often. Yeah. Every once in a while. Just got a hankering for it every once in a while. Yeah, I also have a hankering for cream pies every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Would you rather dance at a homecoming dance for a week straight 
for a million dollars or a mean cheerleading squad follows you around for a year. So with the homecoming dance thing, you can't stop dancing. You can't leave to go to the bathroom. Um, and it, it's just a marathon. Your dance is fucking, you know, however many hours straight, seven days straight. Or you just get through the mean cheerleading squad because they're going to be bullying you. Um, for how long? A year. Oh. So. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to dance the homecoming dance for a week straight. You think you could do that? I mean, if you fail, you get nothing. Like, if you fucking collapse, you can't, like, I mean... Well, I'd like to try. I mean, you're not saying that I can't eat or anything, or... I guess someone would have to bring the food to you. I mean, and I don't care. I'm going to just shit on the floor, but... <laughs> what a For a million dollars, yeah. Dude. I like the... I mean, have you seen those Can things? you imagine that dance move I'm doing, and I'm freaking dropping a deuce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the robot as I fucking <laughs> yeah. shit all over the ground. Yeah, that's that's quite comical, nightmarish. But I, do you ever see those people who like keep their hand on like a car? For yeah. I've always thought, I always thought that I could do something like that, but I really don't know how long I can stand because even when I was like a kid, I hated standing up for like very long periods of time. So yeah, I it, I don't know that I could do it or not. You would just try for it. But, you know, might as well give it a try. How would you prep? He might fail the first day and you'd be like, okay. How would you prep for that, though? Like, would you, let's say you have six months to train. Do you think you could fucking? I think the hardest part, it would just be sleeping. I mean, unless, like, your partner could hold you up. Yeah, because you had to have no sleep. You'd have to keep fucking dancing for seven days. So, because I think that, you know, they used to have those contests where, you know, last person standing. Mm. And I literally think you can remember, like, the other partner, like, holding the other one up while they were, like, basically passed out, you know, like, sleeping for whatever. As long as you kept moving, like, one person sort of had to just keep rocking. Like, you couldn't stop dancing. I'm going to say that's a no-go. You can't have somebody dancing for you. No, well, why not? <laughs> That's not this. I mean, it's a one man. You're in a suit and tie for a homecoming dance, and you're fucking jigging by yourself. You, th- you no, I'm not saying. I'm saying you're holding them. I know. Oh, but you're sleeping. One person is sleeping. I don't know. I don't know. That seems like you can't be sleeping and dancing. You have to keep dancing. It's like you're on fucking E. For it's like, a new dance, man. That's it's not called the dance. you know. Your partner's freaking passed out dance. <laughs> It's the Bernie. The weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. The Bernie shuffle. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know if that counts, but I'm also going to try to go for the homecoming thing because if I had like six months to train, I feel like I could at least get myself to be able to stay up for a certain amount of time. How long does it take for you to start hallucinating without sleep? I think it's just a couple days. Yeah. That'd be cool too. I saw a documentary on that. You know, they were doing experiments on sleep and- I think oh, after a couple of days of non-sleep, you just start losing it. Yeah, that would be something that I'd be really interested to know. Just because I remember some kid in my high school tried to do that for as long as he could, like try to not sleep for like, I, th- I don't think he slept for like four or five days. And he said he was like seeing shit in school. But that's like the same type of thing. Everybody in high school is just like saying shit, whether it's yeah. actually true or not. I don't even know how you could do it because I can literally just be sitting there and fall asleep. I mean, I've I can't imagine how many times I've been near you or sitting next to you, and then two seconds later you're out like a yeah, light. exactly. So I can't understand how anybody could stay up at it for any unless you. Well, stand not everybody's up and, almost fucking sixty years yeah. old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how all these kids can just stay up all the time. I fall asleep as soon as I get home. Oh, that's so, yeah, true. Well, man. I mean, when I was younger, I could definitely go 
pretty long without sleeping, but yeah, it's <laughs> near impossible now. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you, and have... I don't even remember like going to sleep because I could literally be just sitting down watching TV, and you know, next thing I know, your mother's like, "Come on, it's time for bed." I've had conversations with you where we're t- like, we don't talk for like two minutes or something like that, and you're gone. Yeah, it's fucking insane. I know. It's really impressive, but I think I'll also try to go with the homecoming dancing and, you know, maybe we'll be on the dance floor together. If we are allowed to dance, I would hold you up if you're trying to fall asleep. I would I would I would just want you to split the money, I suppose. Uh, all right. Final. Would you rather would you rather dress up and live as a sheep for two years or parkour off the homeless anytime you see them? <laughs> <laughs> so very much like uh, L uh, during that chase scene. Yeah. You have to, uh, anytime you see an Asheville homeless person. He just sticks his face in a plate or something, you know, uses him as a, yeah. Yeah, just jump off his fucking back. You know, if they want to fight you, you're going to have to confront them. And I I mean, I don't know how many, uh, you know, unhomed people live near your workplace and stuff like that, but. They don't. They don't? There's not a lot? No. There's Mm. none. Zero. I would have to go. How long do I have to do this? Forever. Forever. Yeah, as long as you can move, as long as you can like run to yeah. some capacity. Because if you're like an old man, you'll try to jump off a, a homeless guy and break your fucking ankle like McGregor. I don't see any upside to living like a sheep. I mean, for two years, I'll 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 bump that down to one year. But you do get to be warm all the time. You do get to be fed. I guess you get to graze. <laughs> I don't know. There's no. Oh, real... you're, so you're just like hanging out in a barn for. I guess a so. Year? I mean, the idea was that when you wear she... like sheep's clothing. <laughs> You really are. <laughs> I would I would try to like manipulate the farmer into thinking I'm some form of like deity or something like that. Like I, I don't know how I'm being placed in this farm, whether he has any idea that I'm a human, but I feel like either I would get shot if I did that or they would like make me their their god. How <laughs> do you think you could if you were dressed All up All hail the sheep god. If you were dressed up in a perfectly anatomically correct sheep costume, do you think that you could, whether it be convince them that you're a real sheep or manipulate someone to think that you're like the second coming of Jesus Christ. Like, I am the lamb. Like, I've come down as an animal. Do you think you could fucking convince people, at least 10 people, that you were Jesus Christ? Well, first things first, I would hope that I'm dressed up as a male sheep because <laughs> I don't want to be getting, you know, Railed. jumped by freaking, you know, sheep all day long, so... Yeah, how, I wonder how big sheep dicks are. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, I've only known, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe. So unless <laughs> unless Willem Dafoe wants to have a, a sword fighting contest with a sheep, I probably wouldn't have any idea. But yeah, I mean, I I even with bumping it down to a year, and the possibility of being named the second coming of Christ, I'd probably just have to parkour up the homeless, um, just because I don't. I mean, what are you going to do? Just a quick, like, you know, jump off their back or something? Well, I would want to make it really cool. Like, I would want to, like, try to run up the side of a wall and then, like, maybe step on their neck and, like, vault myself off. And I'm like, parkour! And then I would just run away as fast as I can because I don't want to be around. I don't want them to be like, hey, you think that was cool? Like, I don't want their opinion. I just want to be able to do it and run. Yeah. Well, I would definitely not live in any area that had a lot of homeless, that's for sure. I almost want to say that the homeless. What, what if you're driving in a car and you see a homeless on the street? You have to stop the car you and do. get out. You oh do have my to stop. God. 
<laughs> anytime you see anybody asking for money, what are you doing? I gotta go park off that guy. Yeah, no, you like you slow down the car. He's like kind of waving you down. He's got a cardboard sign. It's like, oh man, thank you so much for stopping. You get out of your car and fucking do a backflip off of him. It's like, what the fuck was that? It's like parkour. And you run away. <laughs> You'd probably try to steal your car at that point if you got out and tried to jump on him. That'd be crazy. I feel like I don't. I try so hard not to look at those people in the eye just because I feel so bad. But they are human. But I have such a bad tendency to like not look homeless people in the eye. And I feel like I should. I should try to be their friend. Yeah, so I do sometimes give them money. <laughs> I do sometimes acknowledge that they're alive yeah. in front of me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, dude. We all should own a home. There's as many uh, empty homes in the United States as there are homeless people. So let's just try to get everybody a goddamn place to live. For Christ's Let's sake. Let's do it. Yeah. For as my first decree is fucking sheep Jesus. Let me just say everybody <laughs> deserves a home. <laughs> All right, Dad. We're uh we're definitely cooled down. We've uh I guess gotten over this loss we're heading down to the strip clubs trying to fucking think about next week. And uh while we're thinking about next week, we're also trying to think about maybe the future of these characters characters. Any uh future scenarios, really anything past what this movie is capable of. So uh we're here at Ghibli All Grown Up, bit skits and sequel ideas. Did you have any idea or a skit or a bit that you wanted to bring up? No, no, I don't of course have not. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you need to indulge me at least once. One week. You have to come up with a fucking bit. I can't. All right, believe- I will. Thank you. I just felt like we were, you know, this is. Our I don't skit. always want to do this. Oh no, you don't. Well, no, I- well you should have let me know. <sighs> I'm going to came up with something. We're we're a team here, Dad. I can't just be the, the quasi-host. I need you to be fucking ready to go. I need you to be a, a budding improv star. Nobody at your age is doing what you're doing right now. Oh, so geez. you're fucking killing it. You need to be able to show off your showcase. And they're not doing it for a reason. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's probably some funny 58-year-olds. Uh, Who knows? I don't know any. But <laughs> excluding you, of course. But uh, my idea was that just a, a different type of uh, notebook would fall from the sky. And it's not a death note, but it does have uh, capabilities um, that would, would compromise the lives around it. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll start off in like a high school or something like that. Sound all right with you? Okay. All right. Let me set a timer here. All right. Ready? So you're uh, you're sitting in a classroom kind of after class. I kind of like peek in. It's like study hall or something. I'm like, I, I look in the door. I bang on the window. Hey, Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. What? 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 Get the fuck out of here. Come here right now. Yeah. What's up? I, we, all right. We, you step out into the hall with me. Dude. <sighs> Dude, you are not going to fucking believe what I just found. What? Okay. Um... All right. Uh, who's the person you hate the most in this school? Just right now. It could be anybody. It could be anybody in the hall. It could be anybody in the thing. I just, just give me a name. Principal Burns. Principal Burns. That's a good one. All right. So I fucking, um, I, uh, <laughs> I fucking write um, in my little, uh, my little notebook, and uh, I, I close it. I was like, all right, just wait one second. Um, and then the the intercom comes on. Uh, Hello, students. I uh, I just wanted to announce that uh, I've shit my pants. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Dude, this is the shit book. Whatever person's fucking name I write in here, they shit their pants on site. It's, I've, 
I can't tell you how many people have pooped their pants today because of me. Didn't you notice your fucking teacher had to leave class early? I don't know, man. You, I, you, you're not serious. Here, let me see that book. <sighs> All right. Well, listen. If you touch the book, there are some complications. There is an entity that is kind of. All right. Just, just take the thing. All right. I, I give you the book. Let me see the book. All right. Let me look. Hey, man. What's up? I'm a big giant pile of shit. I'm like a, a shinigami made of poop. What the? Oh my god! My name is uh, Turdunkle. I'm uh, I'm actually the the god of turds, and uh, this is my uh, my shit book. So I know your friend has already probably told you, but you know, write whatever name you want, and uh, I'll make them poop their pants. All right, hold on, let me think. I can't believe you think this is like not a weird thing that you're just talking to a man made of shit. But you're a lot cooler than your friend. He peed a little bit, but you know, I, he told me uh, not to say anything. Okay, let me see. Let me give me the pen. All right, all right. Oh, dude, I yeah. just wrote your name. What? I did. Nothing's gonna happen. This is bullshit. You're. Oh, oh, fuck, dude. Oh my. Are you God. serious? Oh, oh, oh did you dude. write that I have the runs? Fuck. Oh. You asshole, dude. I, I can't. Give me that fucking notebook back, you piece of shit. <laughs> I guess I'm the piece of shit, but... <laughs> oh, dude, go! you gotta go back. You gotta get in the bathroom, man. You gotta you gotta rid of... Hey, wait a minute. I think I got some shorts in my locker. <sighs> Fine, dude. Just fucking meet me in the locker room. All right. So we fucking uh, go over to the locker room. I jump in the shower real quick, and I'm, like, talking to you as I wipe my... I wash my dirty ass. It's like, all right, man, like, that was pretty fucked up. First of all, don't ever fucking do that again. I'll Dude, I didn't believe you. I, I mean, you I, think I got fucking Principal Burns to shit his pants just for fun? <laughs> I thought maybe this was some freaking you know complicated joke that you were pulling on me. That would be the most amazing joke ever, but I'm not capable of that. I'm I'm just your fucking average joke. I mean, Dude. I don't know if the principal really shit his pants. He just came over the intercom. That's technically true, but we have to think big. But picture. now, Chucky, okay, I get look it. Look at me. It's true. We have to think big picture here. We have a book. That makes people poop themselves. We could change the world. Do you? I don't know if you're the 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 gears are turning in your head the way that they're turning for me. But I can. We can make some real change. We can make some real change in this world with this fucking book. Okay. And how are we gonna go about it? I mean, maybe we can embarrass politicians as they're giving speeches and have them shit themselves. That's a pretty good idea. Who do you, I mean, who? Who are you thinking? Who do you think? Well, Trump is having a... <laughs> <laughs> Trump is uh, having a press conference of some kind. I think he's, uh, what is it? Only a couple months out of the election, he's already announcing that he's running again. So that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I'd like to see him freaking figure out how to get out of that one. All right. So uh, we... Uh, Cut to like us in our bedroom, uh, or my me in my bedroom with you watching Trump's speech on television. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's so good to be back. I know uh, there's a lot of questions of whether I'll be taking over office in August, and uh, quite frankly, I will. Uh, there's no way that the American public is going to allow uh, this fucking lip dick old man to be president anymore. But I, I, I'm here to um, I, I'm here to come back. I'm uh, let's just say I'm gonna come. 
<laughs> and so it's like, dude, I fucking hate this guy. All right. Give me the give me the pen. I'm writing his name down right now. Well, wait. How 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 should he poop? Should he just fucking you know? Should it be diarrhea? Should he fucking you know spray it out of his ass? You know, I be creative. He, I think he definitely has to pull down his pants, grab a bucket, and then freaking drop a deuce in it. Okay, okay, okay. You you fucking scribble that down. Everybody, I uh, I have something to say. Does anyone have a bucket? You know, somebody in the fucking crowd just <laughs> raises their hand. Can you come up here, sir? And I, I fucking shake his hand with my tiny ass little hand. Thank you so much. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, fucking, you know... Oh, Trump, he's freaking shitting in the bucket. Dude, CNN is fucking reporting on this right now. This is real life. I can't believe it. Nobody's going to vote for Trump after he just pooped himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wolf Blitzer. We have just been informed that President Trump has shit himself in a bucket. <laughs> Enough rally and... Oh, look. Oh, sorry. This is Anderson Cooper stepping in. Uh, it looks like he's throwing the shit into the crowd. Wow. Wolf, have you ever seen anything like this? I think he's going full-on monkey right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's smearing shit on the american flag i just i've never seen this this is america's darkest day we're, we're what could possibly have happened to make a man do this dementia <laughs> we're, we're back in the bedroom do too. you think he could survive this i think i i truly do believe his followers will definitely still vote for him wolf I think you're absolutely correct, and I think we're already seeing the, the trickle-down of that right now, because a lot of the people in the crowd right now are seemingly pooping their pants in solidarity with Trump. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Whoa. That's loud for the crowd sound. <laughs> yeah, fucking me and Chucky are back in the bedroom. Dude, I have an idea. You know this whole fucking, you know, free Britney thing? Yeah. I think I have a fun... I, I, I just feel so bad, and I... I Let's let's put on a trial real quick. So uh, we we turn the channel to the the, the conservation uh, trial or whatever for Britney Spears, and she's uh, her her husband not husband her her dad uh, is, is on the stand or something. My my daughter is um, she's crazy. She uh, she doesn't know how to take care of herself. Uh, quite frankly, if she uh, was able to take her IUD out, she'd probably just have too many kids to even know what to do with. And I'm fucking just like, all right, Chucky, watch this. Uh, actually, I'm Jamie Spears again. Actually, everybody, I've had a change of heart. My daughter is a beautiful woman, and um, I'm going to shit my pants. Oh. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> this is the greatest book of all time. Britney Spears is free. <laughs> we are doing good in the world. I Who would know? Hey, Chucky, check your fucking pants, asshole. Oh! All right, we got to stop. <laughs> wow, that was uh, maybe my favorite bit that we've ever done. <laughs> oh, yeah, the shit book. The power of the shit book. That's, that's incredible. I think very much like uh, Light did to kill people. We probably could have had people shit themselves to death if we really wanted to. But then, I mean, how... <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. We're like we're tracking somebody uh, who could seemingly you know, make anybody poop themselves to death. That's cruel. Is it? That's though? cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just to crap yourself, you know, is one thing, but then to die from it. Oh. Well, to crap in solidarity with a disgraced president after he shits in a bucket and smears it on the flag. <laughs> I mean, we're that's just only we... to be reelected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Anderson Cooper announcing that Trump has won the 2024 election. <laughs> He's wearing even, a diaper. <laughs> even with the, uh, you know, the shit tape. It's amazing. You know, he's just like Teflon. He just gets away with anything. First it was strippers peeing on him. Now he's pooping on strippers. <laughs> Nothing can stop this man. Putin is amazed. Yeah, well, it's really incredible. I fucking love the shit book more than anything we've ever done in the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but that might just be our best bit, but we're also trying to see if this... Uh... See, why do I have to come up with any ideas? <laughs> That's true. You, your Wolf Blitzer uh, yeah. fucking take there was perfect. Uh, but let's try to put this one on the Rushmore, Dad. Let's see if this movie has any uh, best of best sort of uh, competition for all these movies here. So, first one up. Homicidal High Schooler Rushmore. Does Light beat out Sissy Spacek as Carrie and Carrie? Winona Ryder as Veronica Sawyer and Heather's... Uh, Ezra Miller as Kevin and We Need to Talk About Kevin, or Megan Fox as uh, Jennifer Check in Jennifer's Body. Um. Yeah, I might put him on the Rushmore because. I mean, he kills a lot of people. He did. I almost want to take off. I think Ezra Miller is the most. Uh, Uninsp- I mean, I guess he's like a psychotic kid, but like I, the most uninspired choice for me uh, on this list. Does he actually kill anybody? He like locks a bunch of people in a gymnasium and kills them with a bow and arrow. He kills like six or seven people. Really? Yeah. I remember how- that movie, but I don't remember that. Yeah, that's how it like, I mean, Obviously, alert. I don't remember it that well. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, Kevin kills people. So, uh, I mean, Megan Fox is like a demon in Jennifer's body. I mean, Winona Ryder, how many... What? Did they kill... I think they killed all of the Heathers. Was it her, though, or was it um, Christian Slater? Hmm. I think he was the really behind the murders. She never shot a gun? I don't think so. I think she ended up killing him because he was such a psycho. I want to think that it was... I have I really have seen this movie, but it's been so long. I've seen, yeah, I saw same. it in like 2018. So I uh, I would I never know. take Sissy Spacek though. No, I mean she's like a suit. I mean same thing with Megan. Like she's that's just like one of my favorite movies. Carrie, yeah, the De Palma one. Yeah, damn, I did not know that. I have to, like I said, I we've talked about this before, but I only saw the other one, the uh, remake. So who of those two, Winona or Ezra, would you uh, take off? We're um, not taking the other two off. I'm gonna take uh, Winona Ryder. Okay. I'm okay with that. I mean, if you're going to say that she uh, was only second banana, almost like the uh, the the stew character in um, Scream where he only killed like two people as Ghostface, but the other guy killed like a bunch of different people. So she was second in command. It's funny because I was thinking to put Ezra Miller. <clears throat> um, as in, L? Yeah. I had seen that as a couple of options before. But, I but also then I read that. that thing about him. I don't know what he did. Punched a woman or something. I don't well, know. We had what. talked about. We yeah, talked I know. Well, I remember when I saw it. All of a sudden, you know, when I was looking up his name, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you like strangled a girl yes. at fucking Target Choked or something. Choked her or something. Like something yeah. And you know, Jesus uh, Christ, Ezra Miller, yeah. hold off the choking until the bedroom, dude. Like, chill out. Don't do it in Target. It's the worst way. <laughs> Target. Yeah, that's what happened at a Target. I think what so. I think Ezra Miller doing in a Target. I guess doing Target shit. I mean, targeting women. He's buying socks or something. <laughs> <The> socks. <laughs> 
Can you imagine going to the store to buy socks and you end up choking a girl in one of the aisles? That's like the worst day of your life. But I will not wear white socks. Damn it. Hey, were you Kevin? And, uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Put your bow and arrow away, damn it. Yeah, he just carries it around. Yeah, fuck Ezra Miller. Stop your method acting. Yeah, stop choking <laughs> ladies in the goddamn... Stop choking ladies in public. Do it in private like the rest of us, idiot. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, toxic relationship Rushmore, and this is the only other one we got. Uh, does Mia and Light beat out Joker and Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad? Uh, Edward Cullen and Bella Swan in the Twilight series? Uh, Bell and Beast in Beast or Beauty and the Beast, or Amy Dunn and Nick Dunn in Gone Girl. Yeah, I'm gonna put them up there. I also think they have to be up there for the simple reason that Bell and the Beast end up being a thing. But how much is that a product of um, Stockholm syndrome? I mean, he well I mean, in the Beast beginning, but at the yeah, end but it. yeah, but he wins her over as the Beast. So their toxic relationship sort of changes. But that's does that absolve the kidnapping though? If you kidnap somebody and they end up liking you, does that absolve you from kidnapping? Well, she didn't kid well she he was like, I will he, let your father go if you stay trapped in my castle. Right. And be my live in weird wife or something like that. Yeah, well, he never beat her or anything. I guess he never tried to make a move. That's the, Beast was so bashful. He just wanted to capture <laughs> these women and not do anything. Well, he knew he just needed to be, what was it? They had to find true love. I think that's maybe the worst lesson. Is like, a girl just needs a little more time with you. So maybe hold her against your will until she comes around. So, I, that, I mean, to me, that's very toxic. The reason I put Edward Cullen and Bella Swan in there is because there's about... A ninety fucking year age difference, and that is questionable. But well, that you know that just lends to my theory that all like fairy tales and everything are actually horror movies. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> there's no way that you can have a character like Beast. Uh, do, I mean, I, I wonder what the other iterations of Beauty and the Beast uh, make him out to be if he's a lot more violent, or if like Disney nerfed him at all and made him not like a rapist and a fucking kidnapper, but. If you want to take Bell and the Beast off, I'm okay with that because technically, I mean, I guess there's two people here who had happy endings. Um, I mean, Disney even made that nice little song, Beauty and the Beast. It is a nice song. Yeah. I do like that song. I I feel like turn a freaking kidnapping and a freaking you know hostage situation into a freaking love song. Yeah, if you can make a pop song out of your crime, I feel like you should be absolved. That's why Charlie Manson couldn't get away with his bullshit because his fucking music wasn't good enough. But you know, obviously the the rest of the appliances in the house were on uh, Beast's team, so. I guess we got that's appliances. Yeah. <laughs> just the blender is fucking singing for. Uh, they should do a modern day one, yeah, with all freaking, you know, modern day appliances and shit. Well, that's what they should be doing instead of all these live action adaptations of the fucking animated films. They should just be putting it in modern day America, just like Death Note. Because obviously yeah. that fucking worked out so well. But <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. So Death Note got two on the Rushmore. There you go. Wow. Piece of shit movie. Absolutely stellar Rushmore. Candidate. I don't know what that says about it, but I think I mean I sort of tailor made some of these things for a possibility. Yeah. Like toxic relationship is just enlighten me a fucking yeah. to the T. Uh, 
But hey, Dad, I'm done talking about this piece of shit movie. I'm trying to make my own live action Netflix recast because this one wasn't good enough for me. Uh, but I, I think we should write a script for Netflix. Let's see if we can uh, submit our own. We just like DM Adam Wingarder on fucking yeah. like Twitter. Yeah. It's like, hey, bro, I have a I have a reason as to why your movie sucked, but I have a reason. I've always secretly wanted to write a screenplay and you know have it bought you know be bought by some large studio and. I'll write a screenplay with you. Yeah. I've always wanted to write a screenplay too. I mean, the, I'm done with novels. The Death Note. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're pretty well versed in it, so. I at least know, you know, I know how to make nothing. I really can't say I know how to make a screenplay, but I, you know, I'll try. I, I'm all about effort. That's really my thing. <laughs> I'm all about trying. Uh, so, Dad, right away, Bay. Does Michael Bay uh, even want to do this movie? Does he have a chance to do this movie? No way. No way. No way, Bay. No way, Bay. Uh, who did you have as your director then? <laughs> I was thinking of James Wan. Okay. A Wan. Uh, I, don't I think it's Wan. Wan, yeah. yeah. He did Saw. He's behind, like, because it's sort of like a horror movie type thing mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Insidious and the Conjuring. Insidious? Yeah. Insidious. Insidious? Oh. You spelt it like, you, <laughs> Isidious Insidious. is how you spelt it on the document, but yeah, Insidious. <laughs> yeah, it's showing, it's showing that I've <laughs> spelt it wrong. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, that's not a bad pick. I mean, if you're trying to keep up with the horror aspect of the, the feel that this movie was kind of going for, I can see that working out. I wanted to tap back in to the, the psychological cat and mouse, the real mind games that L and light are playing with one another in the way that they do in the TV show. So I wanted like a, a Fincher type, somebody who is real cerebral, who has a real fucking understanding of how to like craft the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see David Fincher. Yeah. Well, you got to start off out. giving some background on each character, sort of, you know, so that you get an idea why they are the way they are and, and different things. And then. <clears throat> well, light in the fucking, you know, I mean, we, we can have our light picks in a second, but light is like a hot honor student who is a master manipulator who fucking, you know, is, is a borderline genius and Nat Wolf is like playing with his dick in his hand like he's an idiot. Yeah. Well, so, no, they actually try to make him look very smart, but at the same time... By doing he, chapter eight fucking calculus or whatever? For everybody in the school. It's all the same page. <laughs> it's all the same chapter. He's just selling the fucking equations. Yeah, well, at least he can do the work. I mean, I, I don't know how you can... I mean, that was the implication. Say, I understand. I understand that implied that he was supposed to be smart. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, an outcast and, and a geek. And uh, she was, you know, portrayed as the badass cheerleader that, you know, had a dark side or something. Yeah. You know? Wanted to hook up with a geeky school shooter. You yeah. Know? That's the, <laughs> the type that the cheerleaders go for. But she really played him. Like she says, I'm just a cheerleader. Yeah. I'm a fucking cheerleader, Light. Like, yeah. That was my favorite line of the whole movie. Yeah. But and I uh, love you. Yeah. <laughs> Kill your dad. Yeah. Who, would, uh, who did you have as your Light? I had Penn Bagley. I didn't hate this pick. I think I I had trouble with it originally when I saw it because I thought he was a little old. Yeah, well, I had the same feeling. I think he. Well, he. If he shaves well, his he's face. in that he's in that uh, series. You. You, mm-hmm. which I think is a really good series. I yeah, like no, I've heard great things about it. Yeah. I I'm like I said. But I, I did have a problem with yeah, maybe, but he almost can play that younger dude. But I know the picture I have of him, he looks a little old. I, I mean, I agree. I think if he keeps his face shaven uh, to a, you know, a real close crop and he fucking wears his hair down a little bit, I can see it happen. Um, I had, as I do with a couple of these uh, these things, just because I 
I didn't want to completely, you know, whitewash it, as we obviously have already talked about. I wanted to have the consideration of if we're going back to a more traditional Death Note or if we're uh, continuing it in America. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, this could be... I the- wanted to do the same, but I was just pressed for time. Yeah, understandable. Um, but I had uh, Nick Robinson, who is the Love, Simon guy and also a teacher. And I had uh, Ryan Potter, who uh, is always sort of referenced as Beast Boy in this podcast. But Ryan Potter has the look. Same thing with Nick Robinson. First, I just wanted like to be an attractive looking person. And then everything else can come out that. But I think uh, if anything, you know, Ryan Potter would be my, my number one. Just because uh, I would like to bring back uh, an Asian cast for this, obviously, of fucking Asian art. Right. Uh, so who is your uh, Mia? And it's definitely not an Asian person. <laughs> no. And I will. It's closer to what the the Misa character sort of yeah. looks like in the. Well, that's anime. the thing when you look at the anime. She's got blue eyes, blonde hair. Yeah, I had Dakota Fanning, mm-hmm. who we always had to say is not getting enough work, but I don't think we've put her in. I put her sister in. I put Dakota Fanning in something have you? before. Yeah, we had this whole conversation a couple episodes ago. That's the thing. Like, we'll have like a one-off because I had put Nick Robinson, I think, with some of these one of these episodes. But you know, they're in the stable now. Once you get like more than two or three, you you actually get to live inside of this podcast. So it's really really incredible. Uh, I had Lyrica Okana, or o- Okano, excuse me, of uh, Marvel's Runaways, who has a, a gothic sort of look in that show. And I wanted to blend uh, the characters a little bit. I wanted to br- her to be Asian. I wanted her to have maybe the edginess of uh, Mia. But I-, I did want her to have, um, you know, all the characteristics of all the iterations of uh, Misa Mia. So I think Lyrica would be a dope pick there. Who is your L? I had Adian Gallagher. And he's in the uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know who this is now. But... If you watch that character, for some reason, <clears throat> he seems like a good fit for this type of, you know, supposed detective genius type of kid. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I mean, knowing that show. Yeah. I uh, I had a kind of grab back here, but the ones that I was really high on was uh, in Beautiful Boy, uh, the Steve Carell Chalamet movie. Chalamet looks like absolute dog shit because he's addicted to meth. But that's sort of the look that... Uh, the L in the TV series has L in the TV series looks like a dead person walking. Mm-hmm. So I also had uh, Freddie Highmore as a possible choice just because I, I considered the quirks of L, you know, him yeah. sitting like a fucking bird in his seat and, you know, eating candy and shit. Yeah, like that. I forgot about that. That he always sort of like, you know, props himself up on the chair like that, you mm-hmm. know, with his feet on the chair and a crouch position yeah he has like a lot of weird quirks that like make his character really interesting and freddie highmore had done uh work as an autistic character in the good doctor yeah. so he, he can be quirky in that way i actually like chalamet that would be interesting i would like that too and my sort of older you know hail mary pick but someone who is a, a poc that i think i would really like is riz ahmed who has the the depth of maybe to be more of the the cerebral uh uh, detective type that L is really like known for. So uh, I'm comfortable with any of those three, but I really like uh meth out Chalamet for sure. Who is your uh, James your lights dad in this movie? I had Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. I just uh, realized he's a novelist too. Of all the things he writes fucking books or Does something. He? he just released a book recently. It was uh, like after 20 years. He released you going to read it. No, of course not. <laughs> It's about I, fucking, you know, rich white people being sad about their lives. Like, I don't fucking care. 
Like that, I mean, that's the premise of the book. He's like a rich actor whining about shit. And people say it's good. I mean, it has like a 3.7 on Goodreads, but like, I'd rather not read it. Well, I just thought you were a fan. I like, I, I like As an actor. Rob. I do. I really do. His work in Before Sunrise, Before, you know, Sunset, all the, the Sunset trilogy is like really high up there for me on my top 10. Uh, I, I would love to be able to sort of um, list that top 10 for the, the people listening at home, but I don't have that off the top of my head. But I had uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and John Cho. And if we're going with Ryan Potter as the sun or as light, I would want John Cho, obviously. And then uh, Nick Robinson, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I guess recently got in trouble for wearing a Blue Lives Matter t-shirt. So maybe grow the fuck up, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But <laughs> Blue Lives? Oh, I get it. Yeah, because blue is uh, yeah. you know an ethnicity. Very much like blue cum. That's what you know. blue lives, when they talk about that, is anybody who can shoot blue out of their fucking dickhole. Oh, my God. So, he, I mean, he's a, he's a man of the people. He thinks all people fucking matter. People who blue cum. John uh, Cho. Cowboy yeah. Bebop. I saw him with his uh, Spike Spiegel hair, and it's uh, it's interesting. I'm yeah. I'm really really excited, and I'm nervous about that whole thing. And we talk about this every time we talk about John Show, but it needs to come out. the The people need to know if he nailed it or not, because the anticipation is killing. When's us it all. coming out in September? You might have a better idea than I do. I'm. Sort I thought of you sent something to us that told it was in September. Yeah. I don't remember. I There's remember a lot you of... texted something that. You know, you had pulled up an, an announcement or something. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to believe you there because I have a lot of information sort of going into my hat uh, in and out of my head. And then I watch 30 minutes of porn and everything is gone. Um, so <laughs> I'm uh, I'm OK with believing you there. Uh, who did you have as your watery? I had Michael Caine. OK, Michael Caine going back to the uh, the old British butler version of water. Yeah. And I'm I'm OK with that. I mean, that's a classic uh what Nolan staple? I like how he's just putting him in every single movie. Yeah, he's in the Dark Knight. And... I uh, I had uh, Ken Luong, or yeah, L E U N G, who was uh, I know him best from um, Lost, but he was also in Rush Hour and uh, a couple other projects. Okay, but uh, did you know that he fucking knocked up three different people while on Lost? All Islanders. He has three illegitimate children walking around Hawaii right now. Really? Ken Luong. Same thing with the whole cast. That whole cast was wildin', dude. Everyone got DUIs, was uh, getting in trouble. Ken Luong, absolutely baby maker out in the, the strays <laughs> of Hawaii. I have no idea. Where <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're lying. <laughs> well, it's not outrageous, but I mean, yeah. at the same point, no, I can't believe he did, you know, had three different... I mean, and who were the lucky ladies? Um, it was uh, Evangeline Lilly, uh, Kate. It was the blonde. No, girl. okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm fucking <laughs> but a lot of that cast did get like DUIs all the time. Like Michelle Rodriguez got a fucking DUI. Like whatever it is about Hawaii PD uh, are always pulling around or pulling over people for getting fucking drunk and driving. So I feel like that's the one place you should be allowed to drink and drive. Is in Hawaii? Hawaii? Yeah. I mean, it's island island rules should be different than, you know, the rest of the world. If you are stuck on a fucking rock in the middle of the ocean. Should you be able to kill people? Maybe. No. Uh, Circumstantially, though, should you be allowed to hunt humans? In the days of, uh, you know, Uber and so forth. I don't (laughs) don't think there's any excuses. In the days of Uber, you shouldn't be allowed to kill people. (laughs) No. (laughs) At least with vehicular homicide due to inebriation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fine. 
let's keep, I guess, our islands a safe space. <laughs> yeah. For all the vacationers, for all the people who are privileged, privileged <sighs> enough to go to Hawaii. Let's not make Hawaii drunk island. I feel like every island should be either Temptation Island or Love Island. Everybody should just be like... I mean, look at Love Island. They won't even let them drink. Yeah, that's sort of lame. You're taking the booze out of the reality TV. That's the only reason why you would watch reality TV. But that's so dangerous. We had this conversation the other day. Like, what happens if, like, somebody fucking blacks out? Like, you know... That's probably what it's all about. Yeah. You can't afford, as a TV show, to let people You can't have women and men sleeping in the same bed that are technically not together, and one gets inebriated and decides to lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... I mean, they didn't give a fucking Jersey Shore type of thing, though. Like, they let those people black the fuck out. They let them do whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. And that was the peak. That was really peak reality TV shows. We really gone off the fucking rails here. But they about. weren't forcing them to couple up. I mean, they just wanted to fuck each other. Like, yeah. they were trying to smush. Yeah. Snucky want to smush. That was from, like, a South Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, who did you have as your Ryuk? Well, honestly, I can't see anybody but William Defoe at you know if there was going to be like a sequel or another one I think he obviously is going to probably own the part at this point but then they should have showed him more the fact that he was in shadow all the time was yeah. kind of, I didn't like that I mean you don't really have a familiarity with the character outside of shadow but like, well I don't know what the uh, you know in terms of was it a costume or whatever they were just trying to you know not show that it was fake or something or, or it was CGI I mean, they, it looks pretty good, though. They've done uh, other representations of. No, but it was actually CGI because they did the whole like motion thing. capture. Yeah, they should have just showed it. I think it would have been a lot cooler. I really would have uh, been much more happier. With yeah, they should have just brought it right into the light like he's just in his face. Yeah, I, I mean, that was the thing that I just didn't like with the, the that character was wasted for me. Honestly, Ryuk yeah. was wasted. Yeah, yeah, they definitely needed to bring him into the forefront. He was just always just, you know, chiming in. Yeah. You humans are so interesting. Yeah. And the fucking, uh, <laughs> the way light like looks around as he's saying, it's like. I like, mean, it makes it seem like, you know, like he's been to other places and it's like, yeah, I've done this Death Note thing in the universe, but you guys, oh boy, you yeah. really take it to another level. Yeah. <laughs> I gave this Death Note to a camel. <laughs> slobbered all over it. Yeah. The animal world has no clue what to do with this damn thing. Yeah, the monkeys liked it for a little bit, and then they wipe shit in the pages. Yeah. I mean, it anymore. seems classic. I mean, he definitely had the Green Goblin freaking vibe going there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just the energy that that character needs. And then I saw on Twitter the guy that did the voice in the anime was like, uh, I, I guess I'm not going to be doing, you know... Hmm. Uh, Ryo, what is Ryuk. Ryuk. Can't say his name at all. I can't say shit. It's okay. And, um, but he's like, oh, what a perfect choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I saw that originally, like back when this was originally cast, I was like, oh, Willem Dafoe's Ryuk is like cool. I think that would be, that was the only one. Once I saw Nat Wolf, though, I was like, I knew it was going to be bad right away. I knew it was going to be bad. But the Willem Dafoe one was right on the head. Um, did you say your pick already? No. Bill Skarsgård. Okay. And I, I like that. Uh, I almost actually cast Bill Skarsgård as uh, L, just because he has that sunken sort of yeah. tired eyes. Yeah, he could have been a really good one. No, for I as could, well. uh, I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just dipping into the easy pick. This is maybe like an Andy Circus uh, vehicle that he could fucking test this out. Um, just to have the physicality, I feel like he would take more of the. The ownership of that role be much more bodily involved, you know, yeah. have the face capture and shit like that. So. Yeah, he would do the uh, the Smeagol. 
Hey, whatever, whatever you got to do. Yes, Mikkel as Ryu. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to do that voice. I'm not even trying. But yeah, I think that that any of these casts would have been solid for me. I think uh, they have to maybe at least give us a listen at Netflix. Uh, We'll try to fucking tweet at them, be like, "Hey, we figured out this whole fucking Death Note thing." Uh, But Dad, last call, last call for alcohol. Was uh, there any questions for the director that you wanted to uh, air? Well, I noticed, um, you know, there's a part in the movie where Ryuk says, you know, because he says, I'm going to write your name in the book. And then he goes, yeah, the last person only got the first, you know, two letters. But there's actually, his name is written in the book, but it, I guess... You know what I'm saying? It was it the says, warning. It was yeah. like, don't fucking trust Ryu. Yeah. So if your name gets written in the book, unless you write down uh, a specific death, or if you just write the name, because he does write something, and then he goes, he says, well, how do they die? Yeah. And he goes, oh. Dealer's choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was uh, that was a loophole that I didn't actually think of, that when you, uh, you know, as you're airing this right now, I had not considered that. Um and that's really smart. The fact that they even wrote his name at all, and he said they didn't even get a chance. So. Yeah. So his name is written in the book. Yeah. They could yeah. have just fucking crossed out all the other shit. Why leave a note like that if you had already gotten his name in there? But, you know, this movie has too many fucking things to question for me to really engage with anymore. I'm exhausted. Just like uh, t- to really talk about any movie to the length that we talked about this movie. Is it today. a situation where if they start to write his name, he's watching, and then he just you know he kills him Probably. before they can write it? I would imagine. I don't know if that was ever addressed in the uh, in the uh, the anime, but yeah, you know, it's a it's a good question to ask. I think yeah. that's a really smart question. I think that's a a big plot hole for the. I think the people that wrote the you know the screenplay just thought that that was going to be good like hey don't trust this guy but yeah yeah hey. i agree yeah hey fellas i hear you uh are you talking about killing your dad over here <laughs> <laughs> i had uh i shut the fuck up no you shut the fuck up motherfucker i'm gonna talk about my ex-wives my ex-girlfriends all i want if you're not gonna buy any alcohol so motherfucker i i was dating this girl she was uh she was a cheerleader. Sucked my dick dry. Best head I ever got. Okay. All right, Muskie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say anything else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, She wanted me to kill my fucking dad. And <laughs> I uh, I almost did. I almost fucking poisoned him. She said, I, I'll give you this pussy forever if you fucking kill your old man for that uh, that health insurance policy. And I'm like, Blue Cross and Blue Shield isn't going to pay that much. All right, Muskie. I don't really. What is you know, how Muskie, old was this girl, Muskie? After I hear a story like that, man, I think we're gonna have to change bars. <laughs> how old was this girl, Muskie? None of your fucking business, asshole. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm gonna assume that she was 18. You are a dark motherfucker, Muskie. You, I, <laughs> you are a very sexually. You know why we? You know why we don't buy any booze here? Because <laughs> you're a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you are, man, I'm thinking you were spiking drinks and whatever. Yeah, you, you were had a sad that, motherfucker. That Steph Curry 30 foot fucking range with the roofies, uh, very much like a, a Bill Cosby type. You, you bastard. We uh we might have to consider moving bars, but I don't think any other bar is gonna let us sit here and record a podcast. So maybe we're gonna have to give Muskie a pass on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Dad, notes at errata. We're we're stepping out. We're trying to get out of this bar before anything else is said between us and Muskie. So uh, anything you want to correct or say before we go? Um, no, I can't remember. You know, we've had a little break here, and I can't even remember where the hell we stand with our uh, our podcast. So. 
Yeah. If there's corrections, <laughs> I'll probably hear about it later, but right now I can't think of anything. Yeah, if someone ever leaves us a, another uh, review. If Lord Kobe ever makes a, uh, a burner account and makes a, a different review than just editing the one that he has. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Lord Kobe. <laughs> Lord Kobe. <laughs> uh, I, mine's, mine's just really small, and I, I wanted to always address this because I always had this idea that I know that you know, things are sort of heard and regurgitated and then never really properly addressed. So it was a very small joke. I uh, did the, the the Pennywise wants pussy. That was from uh, TMG, uh, which is the Tiny Meat Gang, which is the Cody Co. and Noel Miller thing. So I wanted to address that I, uh, I did steal that and I did it subconsciously. I didn't necessarily remember, but I knew I did it from something, but I figured it out. Hey, shout out to TMG. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a podcast about dudes with small dicks. If you didn't, that's their whole you know, the Cody Co. Uh, obviously is a huge uh, YouTuber, and so is Noel Miller. But they've embraced the small dick thing, and that's all they talk about is not being able to, you know, get fully erect or not really ever pleasing their girlfriends. So it's pretty pretty ballsy for like two internet comedians to go like that. So that's sort of the same you know wheelhouse that I'm in. Obviously, you're big fans. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I would say I'm a tiny fan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shout out DMG. All right, Dad, this is the Jackson Man through the window. Hey, what's your wine rating? Uh, this was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I'm going to give it 4.5 Skittles, if that's what he was eating. What the fuck? Are, no, <laughs> Smarty. I, oh, Skittles. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, bite-sized candies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I'll give it four out of five... Um, Toxic girlfriends. Oh wow! Yeah, because I can see myself really dipping. That's into this a pretty wine. high rating. If you're gonna, you know, use toxic girlfriends. I, I mean, it's the type of thing. The thing is, the toxic girlfriends have the best pussy. So that, I mean, very much like this wine, I can see myself being involved with this more than I should. Oh. Uh, is maybe the best way to put okay. it. Uh, but hey, if you guys uh, like what we're doing, leave us a five star review on iTunes. Leave a, a review, a movie suggestion. Uh, be creative with what you want to say. You can say anything. I really don't give a fuck. Just leave the five stars because I guess that's really all that matters. Yeah, become items. part of the path, path Parthion of Pantheon. Lord, Pantheon of Lord Kobe. Yeah, we'll literally address you by your username. We'll have a whole fucking thing. Uh, we're just trying to get the the fan base involved. Uh, to even call it a fan base is maybe a little uh, self-aggrandizing. I think I should give this wine rating a five. I'm a little tongue-tied. Wow, yeah. I mean, we're at the end of the episode. I don't even know how long this motherfucker was, so this could have been a situation where Oh, just... no wonder I drained the bottle. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, but hey, we have absolutely no idea what we're doing. Uh, hopefully on the other end, we have something we are at least okay with releasing onto the internet. Uh, but otherwise, you're just going to have to wait till next week. Yep, and bye bye Bye-bye, everybody, and don't drink and drive.